Learn about the strides female entrepreneurs of color are making. Be inspired by their story and enlightened by their leadership insight and advice. Welcome to She Leads Podcast, leadership empowerment for women of color. I'm your host, Nicole Walker, and this is season six, episode 10, entitled, To Heal, We Must Deal, with Miriam Cruz. Go to NicoleWalker.net forward slash blog to read Miriam's bio and learn more about her and her business. Hi, Miriam. Welcome to She Leads Podcast, Leadership Empowerment for Women of Color. We appreciate you joining us today, and we're excited to learn more about you and your experiences. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here with you. I'm excited, and um, thank you for this opportunity. You're welcome. Yes. All right. So let's start out by you telling us about your background and what you currently do professionally. Perfect. So I actually have worked um, throughout my life in nonprofit organizations like the YMCA and servicing and providing resources to the community. Currently, I'm a supervisor at the courthouse here in Santa Clara County. I supervise the traffic division and I lead about more than 30 staff members. Mm -hmm. They're at the courthouse and I'm also now a speaker and a life coach. And I recently began that journey last year. So that's something that I'm very excited about. And hopefully that'll be something that I continue to focus on as a speaker, a life coach. And I also am an investor. So I also started that last year. Okay. So great leeway. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us about how you got into wanting to life coach. So I actually struggled with depression throughout my life. And I always thought it was normal. Like I never really looked and thought like, okay, these are not normal thoughts or feeling sad and not wanting to get up from bed. And it was off and on actually. And last year that I had my second child, my pregnancy was planned. I was so happy and excited. My boyfriend and I got pregnant really fast within like two weeks of us planning it. Mm. So it was super exciting. And then once I had my son, the first couple of days, I was like filled with joy and just so much love. And then three days after, about three days after everything changed Mm. without me even noticing it. I was super depressed. Like I didn't want to get up from bed. There was days that I wish that I didn't live. Not that I would commit suicide or anything, but just, I just didn't want to live anymore. And I found myself crying a lot and just not understanding what was happening to me. And after going to therapy and to a psychiatrist, I was diagnosed as clinically depressed due to my postpartum depression. Wow. And they offered medication. Now, I didn't want to take any medication, but I think when they said, you are depressed, that's when I realized I had to do a shift in my life. And I started looking more into mindset and shifting my mindset in order to live a happy life, whatever that meant for me at the moment. I just knew I had to do something and make quick and radical action. And that's what I did. That's how I started my journey with the mindset piece where I was able to bring myself back to a happy state of mind, at least what it, what happy means for me. And I was able to do that within about six weeks of a lot of mindset work and doing a lot of research. So I decided if I can do that for me, why not share that with others? And it's really, I found my calling and it's really 
something that I truly love. So that's how it all began as a life coach and as a speaker. Nice. I love yeah. that. I love that. And I can actually relate to dealing with depression and mm -hmm. thinking that it was normal because it was mm -hmm. what you have become used to doing. Yeah. For, for me, talking to myself, talking about myself for most of my life. Right. So yes, definitely can relate to that. Love the mindset because that is where it all starts and where it exactly. can end as well. Right. So you didn't have to take any medication. I did not. I actually said no to it. And the doctor's like, okay, are you sure? And I said, give me some time. Give me about a month to do this on my own. And again, for some people, it might not work out. I'm not saying the doctors know, right? But I'm just saying for me at that moment, I knew that I didn't want to take medication and I knew that I had to do it on my own. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love yeah. that. I love that because I as well didn't take any medication, right? And then sometimes I wonder, I'm like, was I supposed to take the medication? I'm like, but now I feel so much better, right? So yeah. It's amazing, but it's those neurotransmitters. We don't realize how powerful our mind is and our mind has the capacity to heal itself. Exactly. You know the proper way to get there, so. And that's why I'm so passionate to be involved in this and educating myself in mindset because it's truly the foundation to everything. And mind you, some of us do need medication and there's other, other things that go on in our lives. But once we understand that we're capable of transforming our lives, it's really powerful. So yeah. I think that's why I'm like madly in love with the topic of mindset and also teaching others to do the same because my life has to, truly transformed. Okay. Thanks for yeah. that. Well, you're in the right place. <laughs> yes. Thank you. <laughs> Definitely the premise behind starting She Leads Podcast and wanting to help people with that. So wonderful. I love it. Okay, so tell us what you wanted to be when you grew up. Yeah, so when I grew up, I mean, I have so much background. I don't really think I had a dream. Uh, my journey is quite different. I came into the United States as an illegal immigrant when I was five. I actually came through the border with someone who we call a coyote or a man that brings you in, snuggles you in. Oh, wow. Well here in the United States, my family was all here and my mother had left me there for a couple of years as a child and then brought me here. So when I was reunited with my family, I didn't really know my mom. Um, I hadn't seen her for a couple of days of my early years. And that's, you know, when the most is happening. Yeah. Um, so I think when I came to the United States and I was reunited with them, found that my dad was very violent with her and mm. my siblings, especially with me, because I was the darkest one. I was really on survival mode most of mm -hmm. my childhood, just trying not to get in his way or get in trouble or, you know, get hurt by him in any way. Um, cause he was very violent with us. So I think as a child, I didn't really have a dream. Mm. Um, not until I became a juvenile and I was actually in the juvenile justice system was in juvenile hall for a month. That's when I realized that there was something I wanted to do due to my uh, probation officer. My community service and the service that he made me do to give back to society was going to church with him and his wife. Oh, wow. And I hadn't really been exposed to a family structure or family unit in that way. So when he, his name's George, and when he took me to church with his wife, I was like, this actually feels good. As a kid, I didn't know what it meant, but I knew that I felt good and I wanted to do that for other kids. Mm. So that's when I started thinking I wanted to be a probation officer or parole officer. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. You know, yeah. I like that story, right? And although it may not be the ideal situation, you ending up in a juvenile setting and, you know, yeah. whatever happened to get you there, right? But what if you never got there and never met George? How would exactly. that story have played out, right? So it's like, you know, things happen, fortunate, unfortunate, but we never know how it's like actually weaving together and shaping the picture or the story of our life, so. Exactly, and you know, that's the beauty of it. Like, we're able to look at this fact, right, or that situation for me and look at it in a way that it's like, okay, what did I learn from that? Mm-hmm. It did affect me as a child, juvenile hall and all these things. What can I get out of it and how can I help and serve others? So that's actually, I always look at my past experiences in that way. And I think it has a lot to do with our mindset and just being grateful for where we're at. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Thanks for that. Yes. All right. So what was a pivotal point in your life and tell us how it shaped who you are today? So one of the, um, I, I have many, but I think most recently was that depression. I have never even dreamed or thought about anyone going through that. Okay. I knew of depression. I knew, I knew the idea behind it. I've heard people talk about it, but I had never known anyone to live or um, experience that. So for me, I think that once the doctor diagnosed me, it really shifted me. Mm-hmm. And it did something for me that I just remember, like I was in this cloud, this dark cloud, and that actually like got me out of it and woke me up. Mm-hmm. So I think that using my experience in, in that way or that situation has really transformed me. And I'm sure there's other situations in life that it's like, whoa, like it's a reality check. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can talk about that one because it was the most recent and it's something that's affecting a lot of us, especially right now during these situation, like with the virus and all these things that are happening, you know, it's affecting a lot of people, depression or anxiety. I think for me, that was the time that I, I thought, okay, this is, I'm going to do some changes to my life. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thanks for sharing that. Now, I know for me, the hardest part in that was actually admitting that something was wrong because I tried to fake it till I made, I made it for so many years, right? Yes. Was, it, was that uh-huh. easy for you or how did that go for you? Yeah. Um, and you're referring to like the, the situation that I was, it, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like all the stresses, like I was kind yeah. of carrying a load, you know, that was so heavy for so many years. And then to admit, like, I can't do this. This is too much. Like that was one of the hardest things that I had to do. Exactly. And you know what? Um, That's one of the things for us admitting it is like hard and painful. Dealing with it is something else, right? I mean, dealing with the emotions, it can, a lot of us want to avoid. Yes. There's a lot of guilt. There's a lot of shame. And it could be either that we feel that way or our family or generations, right? Have taught us this way. I know for me dealing with my depression and speaking to my siblings or my mom, they're like, okay, now you're complaining about that. Just get over it. We all have feelings. Just leave it alone. We don't want to talk about it. Or, you know, if I were to say I'm not feeling well, okay, she's in a bad mood again. So a lot of us are being judged Mm. or feel like we can't discuss it. We can't discuss anything that has to do with depression. 
And that's the hard part mm. where, or we don't want to accept it ourselves. We kind of push things off when all these things are happening. So I think for me, it's very important to address it now, to have a conversation with people about it, even within my family, because in order for us to heal, we have to deal. And it is painful and it can be something that's not done overnight. So I would encourage anyone, if there's any thoughts of them, you know, having sad thoughts or um, going through a depression or having negative feelings to start slowly if needed. But it's, it's important for us to address these issues in order to move on and do better for ourselves. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yes. Okay. So Speaking of bettering ourselves perfectly, yes. again, <laughs> so what are you currently doing to improve yourself personally and or professionally? Thank you for asking. My goodness, I'm doing so many things. I'm telling you, I was telling my coach, Chandra, I have so much energy. I think like I, I can't even sleep at night. I'm like, I have so many ideas. So what I do is, first of all, invest in myself. Instead of buying purses or or shoes or which I used to do often. And I think I did, I use shopping as a form of like coping mm -hmm. um, with my feelings. Whenever I got sad, I went to the store and bought me a shirt and it made me feel good about myself or, or about the situation for a little bit. And then I had to deal with whatever else was going on. Mm -hmm. um, so now I invest in myself. I have two coaches and each coach serves a different purpose for me. And I do a lot of education, whether online, there's so much online that we can get free resources. And I just research, educate myself, wake up early in the morning. Today, I was up at 4.50. Um, how can I work my program that I'm developing? How can I work my business? Whether it's real estate or coaching, what can I do to serve others? And just continuing that. And that's pretty exciting, actually, when you have the ability to decide what you want to do with your business and where you want to go with it. So I think the most important for me is educating myself, finding resources and investing in myself by either training or having coaches with me. I love that. I love yeah. that. Thanks for that. So Thank you. you talked about waking up at 4.50. Yes. So can you tell us about your morning routine? Sure. And it does change. My routine does change sometimes, but this is what I normally do. Again, now, because I'm waking up at 4.50 this week, it, it's been a little bit moved, my routine. But normally what I do is I wake up early in the morning. Um, now that I can't go to the gym, I exercise using my stairs. Oh. So when I'm using my, I, I think exercise, we, we have to exercise in one way or another if we can. And I use my stairs in the first 20 minutes of my day. I listen to positive um, either videos, books, whatever, audio, podcasts, whatever I could do the first 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. And I think they're the most crucial. That's when we have to take in positive information. I avoid using the phone and checking my social media the first thing I do. It's my, my time. It's me time. So I have to focus on positivity. And then I focus on my affirmations and things, you know, to give me more strength and give me positivity throughout my day. And then I focus later on, on this dream planting. I'm also a part of this group where not only do we use our day to manifest, we also use our dreams to manifest what we want to accomplish. 
So there's a little ritual that I have going with that. So I definitely use my mornings as a time to focus on me, focus on positivity and start off my day on a positive note. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks for that. Yes. yes. Uh, our routine is definitely necessary. And I agree with what you said as far as the morning time being crucial mm -hmm. to get the right things in our head because that affects our mindset, that affects our mood, and that could determine our day, right? So, exactly. Okay. So what do you do to stay on the cutting edge? Um, exposing myself to what's going on right now, especially with, I mentioned with this uh, pandemic that's happening. Mm -hmm. How can I or modify my my resources for people in order for them to benefit from my services so i think being open to change uh being open to my coaches coaching me again educating myself and right now for example something that i developed once you know things changed for us and we couldn't go out anymore is i developed this mindset challenge where every day this group of people have to do this one homework or activity or exercise that I ask them to do and then come back and report to the group if they choose to. So it's a way for us to have like a structured activity that focuses on mindset. So I think for me, um, just making sure that I'm knowledgeable and aware of changes that are happening with the real estate, that's also a lot of things are changing. So educating myself again, listening to podcasts or other information regarding people that are doing big things in the community with real estate and just following my mentors and see where are they headed with this and making sure that I'm aware of all these changes that are happening. So huh? all the time, I think definitely educating ourselves. Yes. Yes. I yeah. love, it. love it. Okay. So can you tell us about an aha moment that you had lately and how your life changed as a result? Sure. I think um, I have a lot of those um, since I'm surrounded with like wonderful people that are doing great things for our community here. A couple of weeks ago, I was talking to another mentor that I have in regards to my dream planting that I briefly talked about. And we were talking about my program and how I've developed a six-week program and what, what I want people to get out of it, which is to transform their lives um, and have the ability to make themselves change their mindset, shift mm -hmm. that mindset whenever they have limiting beliefs or have negative thoughts. And she asked me actually the question, is it a program or a movement? Mm. And I thought, okay, that's a great question. That was like, uh-huh. Like, no, it's a movement. Like, I want people to feel excited about it just as I am. Um, I want people to transform their lives like from now and forever and for to use these tools and resources that I'm giving them. I don't want it to be a program where they use it and then it ends and then people revert back to their, their thinking patterns. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. want it to be where people live this way, where they live a, and the name of my program is limitless, where mm -hmm. they live a limitless life, just like I am where no is not an option. Mm. where you're saying yes to yourself, yes to better yourself and yes to your dreams. So I think for me, that was pretty exciting. It was like, oh yes, it's a movement. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, Jennifer, it's a movement. <laughs> <laughs> <I love it. laughs> 
she's like, okay, calm down. Yes. Okay. We got, we got the point. So that was definitely a moment for me that I celebrated and it was an aha moment. Okay. I like that. I like that. Thank you. You know, especially I think when it comes to mindset, right? We, as people who coach and lead other people, we need those coaches and those people that are going to encourage us too. Because I know speaking only for me, like I battle with that negative self-talk, even though I know, you know, what to do to get out of it, it still is a battle. You know, battle with that doubting, you know, and things like that. So having those people that push us and challenge us, right, and and keep us on the right path is definitely a blessing. Exactly. And, you know, in addition to that, something that I never thought about, um, I listen to a lot of Les Brown, and he talks about whenever your mind is taking you somewhere negative and you're able to realize it, tell it to shut up. Nice. And someone that I met actually named theirs, which I thought was really cool. And she's like, you know, her name is, I don't remember, she's Monica. Um, And Monica's always running her mouth. And I'm like, that is so funny that she's able, like, she's like, stop, Monica. Like, I'm not listening to you today. And that's that's what works for her. Yeah. So I think that's the amazing part of it. Once we realize, you know, all these negative patterns that either we've been trained to, to think of or ourselves it's like it's really fascinating how you can shift it yes and yeah. I, you brought up a great point right that's what works for her right because exactly it's not a life is not a one-size-fit-all solution mm-hmm. right different yes. things are going to work for different people and it's about trying what you need to try to figure out what works for you right and and not just stopping if something doesn't work but keep on searching until you exactly what you need to get you where you need to go. So I love that. And you brought up the good, uh, the great word that just try, you know, just try. And if it doesn't work, change it, but do it because no one's going to do the work for you. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important for us to realize that. And some of us play the victim. I know I did because of my past, because my parents, because of this, it's like, okay, that's, you know, that happened, but you have to do the work. Otherwise, you'll remain in the same situation. Yeah. 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 For that. Okay. So you talked about positive affirmations. So I know you use them. Do you want to share your favorite one with us? Sure. So the one that I mentioned, it's actually the name of my program, Limitless. Okay. So I am limitless. And I decided this year that was my word, my affirmation. And if there's any challenges or limits that I'm placing on myself, any self-limiting beliefs, I revert back to that. Mm. I am am limitless. So again, I'm saying yes to what I want to do with my life. And things fall into place. And again, there's uh, so many things that are happening in our lives. But if you could do it and if you could put yourself out there, do it without limiting yourself. And I think something else that I wanted to mention when we are saying these affirmations, I'm so sure you probably know about this, is instead of saying, um, I am not going to have barriers, like remove the not and make it into a positive thing. And, you know, I'm pretty sure you know about that, but I know sometimes when I speak with people, they're saying, okay, I am not going to fail. So I say, instead of saying, I am not, I am successful removing the not from it and making it to a positive yes 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 okay thanks for that all right so can you tell us about the last book that you listened to or read sure 
So the last book, and actually um, I'm reading it again, is called Mindset. And it's actually written by Carol Dweck, who's a psychologist. And she's actually not that far from me, which is pretty excited, uh, exciting. I sent her an email. She's probably like, who is this lady? I'm like, we should meet once the coronavirus is over. <laughs> <laughs> right now, she's not right now. And she is actually a psychologist that developed the model with, with mindset, which is fixed mindset and growth mindset. Hmm. And the difference between the two, I'm sure a lot of people know, is that she believes that the fixed mindset is someone who believes our intelligence is limited. Mm. You're either born with it or you're not. And with the fixed mindset, you sometimes don't even want to take any risks because you don't want to get any feedback. You look mm. at feedback in a negative way. Growth mindset is the opposite, where you feel that you can grow, success can be achieved. Uh, feedback is good. You actually grow from feedback. So the reason why I started reading her book again is because I think that a lot of the times I've had fixed mindset mm. most of my life. And it was created through my childhood when I was told, no, you can't do that. You know, you stop. No, you are not smart enough. Or that person's not good for you, or all these different ideas that I developed that as I got older, I held on to these thoughts. And then I started telling my son, who's 12 now. And these things are really good to, to look because I think there's a lot of times that we have fixed mindset that we limit ourselves. So with the growth mindset is the ability where, you know, sky's the limit or not the limit. I mean, it's up to you. You can keep on growing. And I think what's so cool about it that Carol talks about is that the brain is like a muscle mm. and it can keep on growing and changing. You could always just add more information. I know I've heard and I've said like, okay, I've had too much. Like I can't take any more. My mind is, you know, my brain is done. That's actually not the case. You could still take more information. And I think there's so much to learn. So her book talks about that. And it also talks about how in order to change our mindset or develop, we, we should also look into finding ourselves a tribe, a group of people that think just like us or that will uplift us. So her book has really Im impacted me and continues to impact me on my journey. Okay. Thanks yes. for that. I like that. Yeah. And definitely can relate to the fixed mindset versus growth mindset and thinking back on how they played a part in my life mm -hmm. both right so thanks for that yes okay so do you have a favorite quote that you like to share with us i do i i'm gonna read it to you because i always mess it up and i want to give it justice <laughs> especially because it's from my favorite motivational speaker uh, mentor lisa nichols okay and I think this, when I read this quote, I, it really inspired me because, and I'll explain why, but let me read it to you. While you're walking on your journey, some days you're going to have to take that walk alone. Mm. And that's by Lisa Nichols. What I get from this is sometimes our journey will feel lonely. And throughout my life, I, I felt lonely and I felt alone and I felt like I didn't fit in with my family, with community, with society. And I've realized as an adult, that's the beauty of it. 
that we are all so unique. We're really unicorns. Like, you know, a lot of us have different dreams. And the beauty of it, of it is, is once you're willing to accept that and accept yourself for who you are, it doesn't really matter who's around you. Mm. As long as you have your back. So Miriam has Miriam's back. I, I got me like, I'm good. And there are times that I'm my business, the way I'm running my business, my coaching, my family has never heard of coaches or met a coach. So to them, they're thinking like, what is she doing? Always talking about feelings. Like she needs to quit this. <laughs> and no one really understands. And at first I used to get sad about it because they didn't really understand my vision or my mission. Mm. And now I, now that I know it's, it's my journey, we all have our own journey. And it's really powerful to know that I don't need a cheerleader squad behind me because I'm my own cheerleader. So this quote really empowers me and I use it often. And I really love the way that I'm able to create my own journey, create my own opportunity. Okay. Thanks yes. for that. I love that. And I actually can relate. I've often felt like I didn't fit in in a lot of places that I've been, could be in a group of people and still feel alone. Right. Yes. And I remember talking to one of my counselors and I said something about, you know, not fitting in or never fitting in. And he said, well, of course you're never going to fit in because you were meant to stand out. And I was like, like, that was just like a wow, (laughs) right? Like, oh, is that what the problem is? (laughs) Yes. So whatever we need to do to reframe, to reshape our our minds, right? Recognize what's going on. Not think Mm -hmm. crazy or whatever words you want to use because we notice these differences, right? Yeah. And, And then just figure out how to keep pushing and, and, and get to where we want to go. Exactly. I love it. Yeah. Okay. So what advice do you have for an up and coming entrepreneur? Thank you. What I, what I would recommend is to be very clear on the mission of the business and the vision as a starting business owner, even with my, I could say, talk about my real estate and my speaking and coaching. I started my real estate journey, I would say more than a year ago or a year ago. And I was really unsure of what I wanted to do. So I started talking to different people, looking at different opportunities, and then I was confused. And I was getting discouraged. I was losing my motivation. And I didn't have enough time. I wasn't like a person that, you know, was able to work because I'm a supervisor at the court. So my time was limited. So what I did is just found what worked for me and stopped comparing myself to others. So I think definitely uh, be very clear on what you want. Don't compare yourself to other people in their journey because we're all different and look for resources. And again, a tribe that's there with you and is willing to support you. So with my real estate, I've done that. And I also have someone who's working with me who's able to do things that I'm not because my time is limited. So use your resources very carefully in your financial part of it. With my business as a coach and a speaker, I've done the same thing. Very clear and precise that what I'm focused, I have so many ideas when I started, I wanted to do so many programs. Right now, my program is mainly about mindset. 
And that's what I'm focusing on now. And, and until I master that, I'm not going to move on. So I need to master what I'm doing first to so be very clear and be very resourceful. Uh, make sure that I'm spending the right amount of time in this area. So financially, mentally, emotionally. So be very specific as to you want to go with your business. Okay. Thank yes. you for that. Yes. Thank great. you. Great, great advice. All right. So before I let you go, this is what I consider to be the fun part of the interview. Just some questions. And aside from business, can you tell us about your last vacation, your favorite vacation spot? And I usually ask where the next one will be, but because we things are so uncertain, if you do have <laughs> a next one planned, tell us about it, you know, but if not, I understand because, you know. Exactly. Who knows when we're going to be on vacation again? It's pretty crazy out there. But the last vacation that I had was actually to Guadalajara in Mexico. Okay. And I was there with my sister. It was mainly a girl trip with her and her two friends. And I think I had the most fun because first I was on my own and I didn't have children with me. Mm. Not to say that I don't like hanging out with my kids, but <laughs> sometimes it's good to get away. Yes. And I felt free. I didn't feel guilty for it. A lot of times we feel guilty for leaving our children behind. Mm. That's something that I've also learned not to feel guilty and enjoy what I'm doing. And I had different experiences with these ladies. I went to eat to different restaurants. I ate food that I normally wouldn't eat. So to me, it was really adventurous. I was exposed to different people, different conversation. Each one of the people that were there is so unique and so different in their journey. Mm. So I think for me, that was great. Now, as I'm getting older, it's more about experiences, mm -hmm. okay. getting to know others for who they are, understanding the culture. And I was born in Mexico and I haven't been there for years. And, you know, every time I go, it, it's not like I go out anywhere. I just go visit family. So this was a different experience for me. And my goal is moving forward to, is to travel and go different places. I also went to Dallas for a training and I met wonderful people there and my, my current coach. So just being open, that's what I love to do, being open, being open to learning and, and getting to know different people. Yeah. And again, I don't know where I'll be going, but hopefully Africa. I don't know when at this time. Nice. nice. Hopefully that'll be coming soon. <laughs> okay. And did you tell us about your favorite place that you've ever visited? I would say Guadalajara. Okay. Okay. Uh, we stopped by a little town and that I didn't even know existed and it was beautiful, wow. like very culturally driven. So I think that so far that's been my favorite spot. Okay. Nice. Yes. nice. I love that you talked about something that's key, right? Is just enjoying the moment. Yes. Taking the time to actually discover and observe and experiment, right? Whereby... Yeah. Even sometimes on vacation, it's still a hustle bustle or, you know, your body is on vacation, but your mind is with the kids and things like that or on your business. Right. So that was awesome that you actually took the time to just be and enjoy where you were. Yes, exactly. Okay. So before we let you go, do you want to tell us about any services, offers, or just about your business in general and your contact information? 
Sure. So again, my name's Miriam and I go by Miriam Speaks on Facebook and Miriam.speaks on Instagram. And you can find me on MiriamSpeaks.com. And I currently develop this program based off of my experience, like I mentioned, with depression. And the program is created for anyone who is not only facing depression, but is having challenges just with reaching their goal or their highest potential. And it focuses mainly on mindset and developing a structured plan to achieve the goals or get out of that funk, whatever that might be and just get to a happy place in life, whatever happy means to you. So I definitely would love to hear from people. The program is, it's a six week program and there's a lot of resources there. I also have this mindset challenge, mindset challenge like I mentioned. Um, so if anyone is interested in participating or just getting more information about the program or my coaching services or me speaking at one of the events, I'm definitely available not physically right now because we can't go out much and we can't be exposed to one another, but definitely in the future, hopefully, or virtually right now. Okay. Thanks for sharing. All right, Miriam. Well, thank you so much for just being transparent with us and opening up about your struggles and your victories and how it all shaped your life. I appreciate it. Thank you, Nicole. It's been a wonderful experience. I'm very grateful to you. Um, for having me here today. And I hope everyone's just staying safe and healthy out there. Yes, yes, for sure. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. You too. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of She Leads Podcast. Leadership empowerment for women of color. Be sure to go to our Facebook page at She Leads Podcast to like or follow us. Also, let us know if this episode inspires you by leaving a comment under the post for season six, episode 10. Thanks. Until next time, be empowered and empower on.